when I start hearing the screaming, then maybe I'll be concerned. <laughs> so uh, I do enjoy doing the show in my underwear in my bed, though. Like, this is great. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a visual nobody wants! <laughs> they once drove to Vancouver from Edmonton to go to the Grey Cup in a Toyota Matrix with summer tires while listening to the entire tragically hip discography they love their canadian football john fraser a winnipeg blue bombers fan and sports reporter from saskatoon does this mean i have to start researching and travis cura a saskatchewan rough riders fan and radio announcer from red deer does anybody want to do fantasy dancing with the stars next uh, season bring you the two and out cfl podcast every week fraser and cura will deliver news and fantasy analysis from the canadian football league and nonsense can't forget the nonsense grab some poutine and a double double it's time for the two and out podcast ready set hunt. welcome to episode 18 of the two and out cfl podcast fraser and Kura, and man i still sound like crap because of the acdc concert i was Sunday. just gonna ask if you, if you were sick and if somehow is it contagious over the internet uh but then i realized you and acdc i love when you post a picture on facebook of you at a concert you usually just shoot your eyes up and you had like the the look of a man who was filled with pure joy being at acdc in edmonton how was it oh it was amazing you were there in 2009 right no, I wasn't. I was supposed to go, and then I had uh, work come up, and I couldn't go, and you were mad at me, and I believe that's oh, one of Oh, yeah, like, I remember now. <laughs> it's one of the like the three fights we've ever had, outside of uh, the other week when we were talking about taking a safety or not. It was more like I was just disappointed in you. I'm like, John, <laughs> it's ACDC. <laughs> That that's fair, and you know what? I understand your disappointment, and I hope our listeners aren't too disappointed with me for uh, for missing last week because my real job, unfortunately, does drag me away from once in a while. But I hear things went well with Brazilian Thai. Oh yeah, that was actually <laughs> really cool. And now I don't know if you listened to the whole show, but it was pretty much Slam Fraser Week. So. <laughs> I did. I expected nothing less with you two. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew the minute the minute the tie the Brazilian tie and you were doing it in my place, I'm like, oh great, I can't wait to get absolutely unleashed on for an entire show. Well yeah, props to you because usually you actually text me and you say you know what? Feel free to trash me. <laughs> so we I think do. By this, I think by this point, you and I just have an understanding that if the other one isn't in the room, you were going to mercilessly trash them. Like, you know, even when I talk about you to my wife, I'm like, yeah, God, I just hate him. I hate his beard and I hate the way he smells. And I hate the way he breathes. Even every great cup we've been to together, I just sit there and tell people, I hate this man. I don't know why I'm here with him. Yeah, Look at like- him. He's... Oh, <laughs> when he, I was on the smells. Eskimo Empire podcast earlier this week, I was like, yeah. man, I'm just glad we, we're not in the same room recording this show because I hate him. Like, I, uh, like <laughs> we're five hours apart and I'm sick of him. <laughs> well, I got to get audio on so, so does it? So we've been talking about that we need a, a Twitter beef with somebody, you know, in the podcast community. Does this mean we have a Twitter beef with each other? That's a great idea. <laughs> the two hosts of the Two and Out CFL podcast <laughs> actually hate each other. <laughs> All because I had to work. Yeah. B- before we get to the news, there are a couple cool messages we got to the Two and Out CFL podcast Facebook page. 
and I feel like uh, both of these guys deserve shout-outs. Now, usually if I get a message to the page at quarter to six, you're assuming like 5.45 in the morning, you're thinking it's somebody that's probably partying a little too hard and <laughs> probably just trash-talking us. But it was oh, ben, probably. ben Davey, who is a new CFL fan in the UK. So... <laughs> Let's uh, read his message. It's so cool. It just says, hi, guys. I just wanted to say thanks for the podcast. I love it. I'm a new CFL fan in the UK. We have just gotten the CFL on TV this season, and it got me through the summer after the rugby union and NFL season ended. You guys have helped me get up on the players and teams quickly, as well as being very entertaining. I love the WWE references, and it uh, looks like he's now a big Tiger Cats fan. Thanks to their special teams coordinator, Jeff Reinbold, because he does the Sky Sports NFL coverage in the UK once the Canadian Football League season is over. Also, he's a big fan of defense, and theirs has been brutal this season. Obviously, brutal is a compliment. <laughs> As in, like, smash them in the mouth. Yes, he's looking forward to his first Grey Cup, and he says, keep up the good work. Now, that's cool. I like it when people uh, do actually take the time to message us and say things other than, hey, you guys suck. I can do a better job than you. Uh, Trav, <laughs> your beard is weird. Fraser, stop losing your hair. <laughs> so, well, Ben, uh, Ben, I, I'm not going to lie. I was the first one to check the message. I was having kind of a down day. Put a smile on my face. You know, I just, I want to know, though, because I also enjoy myself watching a little bit of rugby from time to time, uh, mostly into the uh, the union stuff from New Zealand and Australia. I got a buddy of mine who's from there. But, uh, Ben, if I want to make it for a rugby game uh, in the U.K., you got uh, like a couch or even like a little bit of floor or like a, a dog house out in the back I could sleep in. <laughs> the Rugby World Cup's on right now, so that's exciting. It absolutely is. Uh, Canada less than good, so that's why you got to cheer for the All Blacks. <laughs> I got wearing my. I'm actually wearing my All Blacks jersey today. Nice. Uh, they're not the All Caps. No, <laughs> I just like things with the All in there. All Caps. All Blacks. <laughs> All dressed. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am. Oh, the Americans. I'm telling you, there actually is a small uh, U.S. contingent that listens to the show. I know that for a fact. And I did hear that Ruffles All Dressed Chips are in the States until December 4th. And I've seen pictures of people loading up grocery baskets, like taking 12 bags of All Dressed home. So uh, the Americans are enjoying a little piece of Canadiana right now. You know, I will admit, though, the Ruffles all dressed are good, but nothing was as good. And this is coming from a Bombers guy. Nothing was as good as the all dressler <laughs> chips that you and I lived on for a week at Grey Cup. <laughs> you had, how many best. bags did you bring? How many bags did you bring? You must have brought 12. There was double digits for sure. <laughs> So you just I show up to pick you up on our venture to Grey Cup 2011 that we mentioned in the intro to the show, and you just pull up with, you know, beer, Coca-Cola, and uh, 12 bags of all-dressed with chips, which was great, because every day we'd wake up with a fierce hangover and go, hey, what do you want for breakfast? I don't know, you want all-dressed with chips? F yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and we also got another post on our Facebook page, which I really liked. It was a positive comment on last week's show. It's from Paul, and it says, only half the regular host, so I listened with half an ear and had twice as much fun. <laughs> now, I'm no math guy, but I, 
I can't figure that out. <laughs> uh, I, I figured out it basically means I suck. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, <laughs> when Fraser comes back, you should keep Brazilian Tyrell on the show and give him his own segment called Getting Waxed. With Brazilian Tyrell, which is just absolutely brilliant, and uh, I, I think you know what that sh- I think uh, we are we like giving the listeners what they request. A la Steve Morley a couple weeks ago, uh, Paul. Uh, I'm still sticking around uh, to be half as funny as Tyrell, but uh, <laughs> I, I do think uh, let's reach out to Brazilian Ty. I'm going to send him a text right now and uh, see if by the end of the episode uh, he'll have a segment together for getting waxed. I think we make this a thing because then that's less talking for me and less work and less research yeah so shout out to paul for that basically he suggests ty talks about the biggest blowout game of the week it couldn't hurt i mean nothing short of some zombie apocalypse could really hurt the two and out cfl podcast at least that's the feeling around the water cooler (laughs) i want to know where is this water cooler that people are talking about the two and out cfl podcast because i really want to show up there and get a glass of water you know what I do is I actually stand by one of the two I- I- at my office here in Saskatoon, and I go, "Hey, hear about two and out CFL? It's good. <laughs> it it feels so good. It touches your ears. It goes in your head, and then like my voice rattles around in your brain, and it feels so good." <laughs> and uh, HR came and talked to me the other day, so I don't get to stand by the water cooler anymore. <laughs> now, before we get to the news, I guess I. I know the banjo bowl thing happened. We made a bet. <laughs> it was awesome. Did you did you sing last week? I no, forget if you said. Now that you weren't on the show, I figured I shouldn't sing. Okay, but I'm back. So, so make it the sing. Was was it these eyes? Yes. Or, or take care of business. You've got you, you've got your pick. I've decided to uh, be a little uh, nice because you sang these eyes before and you did a beautiful, beautiful job. Uh, you can also uh, sing "Taking Care of Business" <laughs> and you can even drop in the music as a backing track. Uh, whatever song you like, uh, you get a little bit of a backing track. All right. Oh, so I can almost get the karaoke version. Yeah, get the karaoke version, sing along when you're doing the stuff you do to make the music play. I don't know what the hell you do. You do all the work on this thing. (laughs) Oh, man. So the first verse is actually really long, so I don't know if people want to listen to that. Well, just make it to, you know, the the chorus. Start with the the chorus where Burton Cumming gets all high and stuff, right? Oh, okay, okay. Let's just take it from the top. (laughs) All right, I like it. I like it. Make this happen. Okay, I really hope... That you uh, kind of sing along with me because this will be bad. Um, I, the course, I uh, the course, I will. That's why you drop in, uh, drop in the music behind you. Uh, I'll join in on the course. Okay, this is because the bombers beat the riders in the banjo bowl. You get up every morning from your alarm clock warning. Take the eight fifteen into the city. To the city. There's a whistle up above and people pushing, people shoving, and the girls who try to look pretty. They're pretty. And if your train's on time, you can get to work by nine and start your slaving John to get your pay. If you ever get annoyed, look at me, I'm self-employed. Me, I'm self-employed. I love to work at nothing all day, and I'll be taking care, taking of, business. care of business. Every day, Every day. taking Take care, of care of business. Every way, and I've been taking, taking care, of, care business. of business. It's all mine, taking care of business and working overtime. Work out. Work out. <laughs> 
There you go. I like it. You know, you actually did not sound bad there. It was much better than your rendition of These Eyes. <laughs> Let's get to the news. In the Huddle with Fraser and Kura on the To It Out podcast. This is probably the most anticipated news of all time because that was a terrible open. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm pumped. I'm jacked up, man. I'm ready to go. Now, honestly, <laughs> this week, probably not a big, like, for the amount of news, but the news that is happening is just uh, huge. Zach Caleros uh, injured his oh, ACL boy. out nine months. Yikes. The uh, con- consensus MOP at this point of the season and uh, now, all of a sudden, it doesn't sound... I wrote about this on CFLPass.ca. It doesn't sound crazy that Henry Burris could be the front runner for MOP right now. Well, first off, uh, has anybody seen Josh Smith or the rest of the Potsky Wee crew? Anybody? Because I feel like today... If you see Josh or anybody, if you see a Ticats fan, Box J boys, whomever, go be like, hey, shut up for a second. Listen to me. It's okay. It's okay. Everything will be fine. Uh, come in. You hug them. Maybe take them out for breakfast, uh, a, a, a frosty beverage, uh, a hot beverage if they're into coffee. I just feel like today <laughs> you need to uh, you need to just hug a Ticats fan. You know, make them feel good because right now – they feel like the rest of us with their quarterback going down. The tough thing here is that he's one of the good guys in the CFL, and he's one of those good ambassadors, and he's such a good leader with the Ticats that he's staying in Hamilton before the surgery and after the surgery. He said he's already drawn up some plays uh, to help I like out it. with the offense. I, I like it, and you're right. Uh, when looking at you know who's a uh, potential winner of the most outstanding player uh, going to quarterbacks. Henry Burris does just jump out at me. Second in the league, right behind Kalaros, uh, with 12 touchdowns. I mean, he doesn't have the 25 that uh, Kalaros does, but uh, that he just does shows have... how good of a season he was. Oh, having. I know it's 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 remarkable. And uh, but Henry Burris has done some things with the Ottawa Red Blacks, who are now at seven wins that nobody saw coming. I mean, I said it half jokingly that oh yeah, maybe Ty should get a Brazilian wax or you know I, I mean it was such a joke that Tyrell put his own you know lower body hair on the line when I said <laughs> Ottawa could win 12 games now look out here comes the Spider-Man uh, Ottawa is uh, seven and four on the year big part of that because of Henry Burr so I think he does have to get some consideration I mean it's really early to start talking about this in, in my humble opinion but I mean who else who else is out there uh, Bo Levi Mitchell's come along uh, Eric Rogers maybe yeah uh, I just, I just look at, I just look at the players, you know, possible outstanding player candidates, uh, Andrew Harris, but even Andrew Harris has been, you know, shut down a little bit lately. So, I don't know. It's just it, now the question I have for you, and I mean, I, I everybody's kind of wondering, can Hamilton win with Matthews under center? And uh, we saw him play during the preseason, and I actually thought that he looked pretty good. Like he has a lot of potential, and I, and I don't know if we can use that Edmonton game to judge him because now they've got a bye week so he's going to get quite a bit of reps here uh to get ready for the next game. I think they're on bye and uh, they are on bye, yep. And um he should look better next game obviously against I know it's against Calgary so 
<laughs> that's not exactly an easy assignment on defense, though. But uh, no, he, he's you're absolutely pretty, right. He's getting pretty lucky with the timing, though. It looks like Fantuz, Grant, and Bombin are all going to be back in the next game or two. So that should <laughs> help him out a bit. Well, and it's always so tough when you look at a guy who has to who has to jump into a situation like that. You know, your star yeah. quarterback's gone down. You know, the the whole team is just feeling deflated. And, oh, by the way, you have to go in. Haven't really taken a lot of reps. Haven't really prepared for any of this. So it, it's a tough spot. I think we judge Matthews more in his next start here in a couple weeks. But to me right now, if you're Hamilton... And I get it. They've already come out and said, well, we're not interested in anybody else, you know, specifically when asked about Kevin Glenn. Now is the time you make a move for a quarterback. Like, I'm talking maybe even by the time we're done recording this podcast because you have a bye week. You have two weeks until your next game. You're telling me a smart veteran quarterback like Kevin Glenn, for example, can't learn your offense in two weeks and be ready for a game? Absolutely he can. So... I think the Ticats are maybe a little foolish, unless this is just some posturing, but if I was Ken Austin, I'd be going all in for Kevin Glenn right now. Yeah, and uh, what quarterback wouldn't want to go into the situation? The support cast around the quarterback position is uh, is awesome. Let's face it, I think this team is built for a great cup, and uh, if they could get Kevin Glenn there, they, they would still have a shot at it. With Matthews, I think they will still win the East, but yeah. I, I, I don't know if they can beat Edmonton or Calgary in the Grey Cup. And I know I'm writing off a whole bunch of teams when it comes to that. But, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we can script that the West Final will be Edmonton versus Calgary. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to be a surprise. Whoever uh, whoever makes it into the into third place, probably Montreal from the way that BC and Winnipeg have been trending, uh, it's pretty safe to say that Edmonton and Calgary have been the West best two teams this year and will continue to be so uh, all the way through the playoffs. A quick piece of news here from Saskatchewan. Looks like Dan Clark uh, has re-signed uh, or signed an extension. So I guess that means more big guy touchdowns? Yeah, they get, see, that's the problem. They haven't gone to the big man from the Regina Thunder enough. So no. that's that's part of the problem in Saskatchewan. I, I, I blame all of that on the fact that Dan Clark uh, doesn't have enough touchdowns this year. You know what? I, I'm totally behind that. Shab Delane, that goal line offense, throw Clark the ball. That guy has, he has some soft hands. He does a lot. He's he's sneaky good as a big man. Hell, let you know maybe he can be your starting wide receiver. The way things have gone in Saskatchewan, <laughs> and there there was a trade. Now, I don't know if the world is exactly right when the Stampeders and Eskimos are trading with each other, but <laughs> the collusion, es- redraft, <laughs> collusion, <laughs> redraft. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like. <laughs> Hey, uh, Huffnagel. Hey, Ed. <laughs> Screw you. We want one of your players. Screw you. Who do you want? Sky Dawson. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you almost wonder how many times those guys, after one too many, call up each other at like two in the morning. Hey, 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 Huff. Hey, Huff. I want John Cornish. And I'll give you Grant Shaw to do it. <laughs> Remember the time we traded a kicker for Ricky Ray? Oh, boy. That, that is was... exactly how the Jim Barker and Eric Tillman conversation went down. So Tillman is 
Til- Tillman's um uh, Tillman's uh, 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 there are so many ways I could go, but this is a family show, so let's just say Tillman's had one one too many. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Jim Barker calls. Uh, and Jim Barker, because of the time difference, uh, probably still, you know, everything together. Hey, uh, Eric, uh, uh, you know, have you ever thought of trading Ricky Ray? I'll tell you what, Jim, I give him to Ray. I, get, I, I want you kicker. Not your starting kicker, the other kicker. The guy who plays in Alberta. I watched him once in Lloyd Minster. He kicked the ball and went, and, and a draft pick, and a pick, and, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, Steven Giles. Man, that guy's good. <laughs> what do you think was the drink of his choice? Like, I'd, I'd like to think it was, like, Shirley Temples or something like that. I bet, well, to get that, to get messed up enough to trade Ricky Ray for <laughs> Steven Giles, a kicker, and a first-round pick, uh, it would have had to be, like, absinthe or something. <laughs> I can only imagine how I can only imagine how quickly Jim Barker would have phoned the league office and said, "Yeah, yeah, no, this happened. This is a thing. This is he's agreed to it." Listen to the voicemail. Hey, Jim, you also yeah, pick up my tab tonight and give me a cab home out of here if you do the trade. So the cab is what's the what's the cab? Forty two dollars. What is that cab bar? I, I, my bar tab hundred and two. Throw that in. Other than that, I approve the trade CFL League office. Beep. <laughs> I'd like to think that this actually happened, like with the Atlantic Schooners Grey Cup Committee, and like they, they were screeching them in. Tillman kisses the cod. He's wearing the stupid rain thing on his head, and he is absolutely loaded. That was the only way he agreed to trading Ricky Ray. Hey, 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 you buy me you buy me a lobster roll, watch this, I'll let you make a trade for me. <laughs> Random Argos f- fan. <laughs> oh, that's exclusive breaking news on the uh, 2 and Out podcast. That is exactly how it went down. Uh, hey, look, I tongued the fish. <laughs> so Sky Dawson is in Calgary. As a result, the Stampeders release Nathan Slaughter, who uh, slaughtered uh, a couple of returns <laughs> in a re- bad way. I'm really- not talking the Sergeant Slaughter way, which is awesome. I'm hey, talking the... Shut up, you <laughs> pencil neck pukes. <laughs> oh, this is the off-the-rails edition of the C- Two and Out CFL podcast. <laughs> yeah, he made a... <laughs> Oh, I, I need to regain my composure. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. He did slaughter kick returns, but uh, I I, I want to see him have a, a job in the league again simply because he has a great name. You uh, just want to make all the Sergeant Slaughter references. Yes, I do. You are completely right. You know, I don't have to come up here and call people names, but I will. You slime... You grease ball! I get a kick out of calling people names. And you know why I can do it? Because I'm man enough to do it. Now, before the next news item, I uh, do have to mention that the two and out studio for me has moved to uh, my apartment today. And yes. they are testing some fire alarms sometime this morning. <laughs> so if you hear a, a fire alarm going off in the background, don't worry, I'm not in danger. 
So you're not – it's not like you're actually – here, I, I, if I heard a fire alarm, I'd be like, dude, st- I, can, I can handle this. Get the hell out of the building. Instead, oh, okay, I won't be – when I start hearing the screaming, then maybe I'll be concerned. So uh, I do enjoy doing the show in my underwear in my bed, though. Like, this is great. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a visual nobody wants. <laughs> Oh, I had to. Uh, Ian Wilde <laughs> signs uh, with the Bombers. Back. I am a, I am on my couch right now, but I'm fully dressed because I'm a professional when it comes to doing this. I'm wearing my All Blacks jersey and uh, and shorts. So uh, I, if anybody wants to picture that to get the mental image of Travis and his gaunch and his big hairy chest out of your head, uh, you know, don't worry. Fully clothed over here. <laughs> well, this is why. I uh, am not on a Periscope or anything. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. I, I See, this is why uh, you and I have talked about using Periscope specifically and, and, and Periscope only to perhaps Periscope <laughs> our, uh, our shows. And uh, we, we've talked about, yeah, using Periscope so we could Periscope in all our... Uh, all our uh, loyal listeners with an app so they could be like, hey, I'm just going to use Periscope and see John and Trav record this on Periscope. Uh, and you being in your underwear really limits our ability to Periscope things. So but that's why it I, also I, might expand have, our audience because there's people that, let's face it, it's a small, a small group of people, but there are people that want to see guys like me in my underwear. <laughs> See, we could use the hashtags. If we went on Periscope, we could use the hashtags on Periscope. Uh, big hairy guy, CFL talk, nudity. Um, the other dude is wearing pants. Hashtag no filter. Hashtag no filter. That's you know, Periscope would probably mark us NSFW though for not safe for the work. Or, or in my case, if I had to look at you on Periscope while uh, while you're doing this in your gitch, uh, it would be not safe for John's eyeballs. I might go uh, get the fork and stab, stab, and uh, there they go. There is no way to transition now. Like, this is so far off the rails. I know I know what I can trans- transition. You know what I would love to see on Periscope? Uh, Ian Wilde's name being signed to a Blue Bombers contract as they uh, made it official signing the middle linebacker coming back from the NFL uh, to a new deal from 2017. And uh, I'm sure that also on Periscope will be a certain <laughs> agent making all sorts of noise because Jasper Simmons has been released as the Bombers re-sign Ian Wilde back from the NFL. Is that one, is the getting rid of Simmons thing a cap move again? Or is it just nowhere to play because they've got Khalil Bass and now Ian Wild? Well, probably nowhere to play, but this is one of those things. You, you look at Winnipeg getting stronger in one of the few places they, they were actually deep. Uh, Khalil Bass now will be joined by Ian Wild, and it sounds like actually Hinoch Mwamba has a workout with the Green Bay Packers, so uh, maybe not a foregone conclusion. He's going to head back to the CFL this year. I'm wondering if, and I feel like his whole CFL tour last week was just you know, to stretch things out to see if he can get another offer from a National Football League before uh, before he comes back because he's only twenty six years old. Like, yeah, he 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 still has a shot 
down there. So he was stretching it out to see if he could get a call or set up some workouts, and he did uh, with the Packers. So the delay kind of helped him out uh, a little bit. But if he does come back, do you think his brother playing in Edmonton kind of helps the case there? But that would be scary if Mwamba was an Eskimo. Well, and I think in Edmonton, too, it comes down to a, a cap situation. I know the Riders announced earlier this week that, hey, you know, obviously we'd like to add a player of his caliber, uh, but we don't have the cap room. You look at Edmonton, they're a fairly veteran team. You know, they've got some big deals out there. Mike Riley isn't making pennies. Same with Bowman, Kendall Lawrence, uh, J.C. Sherritt. Uh, there's a lot of guys that signed big money deals in Edmonton. So the number one thing that I was surprised of is Gary Lawless printed, it tweeted out almost instantly after the wild signing broke hey they still have room to take a they still have cap room to take a shot at uh, Muamba. oh wow so again you look at winnipeg outside of drew willie and, and nick moore there's not a ton of cfl veterans on that team so uh if they could add Muamba and wild and go back to that uh, bomber defense they had now if only they could figure out how to play offense uh that'd be great because that they suck at yeah i actually feel like their defense is playing some good ball right now they, they are. It's just their offense. Uh, I believe uh, we've gone from being the official <laughs> podcast of Tino Sinceri to the official podcast of the Bombers offense <laughs> to and out. Now, staying with the Bombers a little bit here, there was that rumor and the second GM rumor in basically two weeks that Kyle Walters would be going back to Guelph to be athletic director. Now, it was just Tuesday where he made the statement saying, no, I'm... Uh, I've got a contract through this season and beyond, and I'm staying in Winnipeg. Well, Kyle Walters has proven, uh, despite the gong show that the Blue Bombers are, he's proven to be a very smart uh, football man. He was previously head coach of the Guelph football program. Uh, obviously, that would give him a lot more job security than working in the CFL would. I mean, you get into an athletic director role, uh, it'd be a perfect fit for him. So I hope he doesn't go. As a Bombers fan, I think he's done some good things. Uh, one thing that always stands up to me with Kyle Walters is uh, I do sideline reporting for a Husky broadcast, and the other night, it was raining. It was, the Manitoba Bisons were in town. And I looked to my left, and there's a man in head-to-toe bomber rain gear with his hood up, trying to look all incognito. But being on the sidelines, I could see directly it was Kyle Walters. He does all sorts of scouting at the CIS level that you don't really see in Winnipeg. He doesn't, you know, trumpet the fact that he's out watching Canada West football games all the time. But I think he's got a good feel on rebuilding uh, what really is a mess. And the, the last thing that Winnipeg needs is another new direction coming from the GM's office. Yeah, you can't keep doing that. Sometimes consistency uh, is uh, more positive than you uh, think. But isn't it weird that, you know, first there was the Huffnagel thing, and now this. Now, I know you weren't on the show for the Huffnagel thing. What is there to that? Uh, Is there some truth to it, do you think? Money solves every problem. Uh, I I don't know how much truth there is to it. I think it's wishful thinking in Saskatchewan. But, I mean, if Maybe. we were to open up... And Huffnagel basically said the same thing. I have a contract. I'm going to honor that. Now, the only thing I will say is I have heard rumblings that Huffnagel wants to continue coaching. He loves being wow. the coach and the GM. So... But the Stamps, the Brass, want Dave Dickinson to take over, as Dave Dickinson has been promised the head coaching role for next year with the Calgary Stampeders. So if Huffnagel wants to coach still, 
I don't know if there's going to eventually be a power struggle in Calgary that sees one of him or Dickinson leave. Uh, either way, it, it, depending how things shake down in, in Cowtown, there could be a real good candidate for somebody's vacant job coming out of that front office. It was interesting because I was always under the impression that it was Huffnagel that didn't want to coach anymore and just wanted to go into the front office. Maybe it was the Stamps ownership that said, hey, maybe it's time for you to step down. I, and I but think I can't that, see that's, why. That's, well, no, neither can I. But uh, and I'm under the impression again. This is just I've been told this, you know, third or fourth hand. I haven't heard it directly from the horse's mouth, uh, nor has it been discussed that that Huffnagel uh, apparently still wants to be the head coach. But if you're the Stamps, you'd have to be worried about losing Dave Dickinson eventually, right? Yeah. I mean, they want a mind. They want both of them involved in the football ops, and the only way to do that at some point, you have to let Dave Dickinson be the head coach. Let's get to the Fantasy Expose. Time for the Fantasy Expose on the Two and Out podcast. All right, I guess we have to start by talking about our dismal performance in the Two and Out CFL podcast Fantasy League. Uh, there are actually three teams tied for first place. They're 10 and 3. Uh, the Hell Caminos. Walby Pops and the Deflatriots. Walby Pops is actually a team that said, oh, I've never played fantasy before. I have no idea what I'm doing. They're second in the league in points scored, and they're 10-3. You 10 sandbagging and three. son of a biatch. <laughs> we got sandbagged. Oh, I've never played fantasy football before. Look at me. Woe is me. Bam in the face. I'm beating you. Yeah, thanks Blair uh for that. And then and then after <laughs> the ten a, and we still lo- we still love you, Blair, but seriously, next time just say like, hey, I'm <laughs> a champ. Uh bring it on. After the ten and three uh team is or teams is the BMO Boatman at six and six, and then there we are at five and eight. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. Now, Every be- move I suggest we make has kind of backfired. So <laughs> be- I accept all responsibility for this <laughs> before we really get rolling, uh, and look over the games, man, I am doing well in TSN fantasy. I am now 41st in the country. Um, I moved up 28 spots last week. Now, I think I got to continue rolling with Jeremiah Johnson at running back, and I think this week Burris is going to be my quarterback against that Argonaut secondary at home in Ottawa. Ooh, I've never really trusted Henry Burris, as weird as it sounds, and we're really late into the season. But I think what Burris is doing is actually incredible and he's going to keep it up probably through to the rest of the season and it's their first four game winning streak or three game in Ottawa and I think they're going to make it their first four game winning streak which means we get oh so closer to the magical 12 win mark <laughs> now, we've always been looking for loopholes to make the Brazilian happen but I I don't know if we're going to need any loopholes well didn't he say that to be the intern, he'd be willing to put his lower body hair on uh, on the line. <laughs> and if we're giving him a segment, I think it basically has to happen. And again, being as I can't go to Grey Cup this year, you need to make sure that uh, this is a thing that goes down. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't tell you about it. There is a special on Brazilians and Groupon in Winnipeg. What? 
We, no, we can't give him a special. Guy's got to pay out of pocket. <laughs> I don't want to give him a discount. I don't want no two for one. Like, hey, if you come to Brazil, we're going to give you two for one or a discount. No, 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 no. Humiliation, pain, and financially uh, also a hurting uh, is what I want to achieve for Brazilian Thai. Oh, I like that. I like that. Thinking. I'm an evil man today. That's why people don't like you. <laughs> That's fair. I understand. I'm a, con- I'm a controversial figure. <laughs> Let's start reviewing the games. Uh, Calgary beats BC 35-23. The score a lot closer than the game actually was simply because of BC special teams. Yeah, when was the last time you saw multiple return touchdowns and the team lost? Is, is that... <laughs> Now, let's face it, the Safeway touchdown to win thing, is it have to be two kick returns, not a uh, punt return doesn't count? It's two kickoff returns for a touchdown. Oh. So we had we had no millionaire at all. Someone got screwed. Yeah. Calgary yeah. should have just let it happen. They they should have, but <laughs> uh then you know, they might have Yeah, they might have actually uh you know, not won the game had they let that happen. Although the uh, the the quarterback duo of Jennings and Beck uh, was not exactly spectacular. Yeah, on the Beck night. went down. He hurt his uh, pectoral muscles. So uh, it looks like the Lions are going to be running with Jennings for until Lule's back, I guess. And uh, after a uh, three interception perf- performance on an already not great uh, Lions team, uh, uh oh, um, can we just lock Montreal into the east into the crossover spot for the West? When you beat the Bombers by three touchdowns with Jonathan Crompton, I think you can. <laughs> Travis, you, me, uh, Steve Morley, uh, some kids from down the street at my house, and a couple former Huskies and Hilltops could put together a team that could be the Blue Bombers right now. I think we'd have to get uh, TSN's Derek Taylor to coach us because he knows all the stats. Oh, you see, Derek Taylor's play calling with me at quarterback would make me look like an all-star. So, uh, you know, I got another buddy of mine, Rhett McLean, used to play uh, football in the CFL, so uh, we got a pretty good line. Uh, you know, the the offensive line would be good. Uh, I, I throw nothing but ducks. Uh, you can play some O-line. Uh, I know a couple ex-CIS guys play a little receiver. Boom. Uh, Derek Taylor, a coach. Uh, bring it on, Blue Bombers. We could probably beat you. Yeah, I know some guys in the Alberta Football League. Uh, oh, it's true. Some AFL guys. Some yeah, we could bring in uh, one of the Grey Cup Fun Police plays for the Central Alberta Buccaneers. Uh, we could I bring like him it. In. <laughs> I like where this is going. Uh, either way, back to the game as we get off on a tangent. Uh, if you had Andrew Harris, you were disappointed. 12 carries, 58 yards. Uh, Receiving-wise, Hawkins for BC leading the way. Like There were some good receiver numbers, yeah. despite the poo-poo platter that was the BC quarterbacks. Uh, Hawkins, 6 for 106. Uh, Manny Arsenault uh, having a game, uh, 7 for uh, 95. And, of course, if you started uh, rainy somehow... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you were laughing with the punt return and the kickoff return touchdown. He had 333 return yards. Just insanity. I, w- I would I challenge you to go to an empty field and run for 333 yards and see how many times you puke. Uh, that might take me about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> 
on the Calgary side of the ball, uh, as we get away from the unathleticism of uh, Travis and I, uh, Bo <laughs> Levi Mitchells continues to Bo Levi, uh, 21-34-268, uh, two touchdowns. John Cornish returned, and again, kind of followed the trend this year, solid but not spectacular, uh, 12 carries, 41 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Uh, Rogers, uh, he, Mr. Rogers kept bringing you to the neighborhood uh <laughs> six for 115 uh no touchdowns jeff fuller uh with the touchdown and a big one there to uh to kind of uh make your make your day uh a wall with uh 10 tackles as well for uh the calgary defense that 16 yard cornish touchdown was kind of trademark cornish he had kind of you know he wasn't really getting anything going but when that touchdown happened and you're like oh I guess he is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he does feel just fine. Yeah, uh, and I do want to say about Jonathan Jennings, I, I feel like he kind of reminds me of uh, James Franklin, and this guys he's exciting to watch, and I know he threw the three picks, but I, I think if he gets more uh, reps under his belt, he's a pretty fun uh, quarterback to watch, and he's another one of those guys that looked good in the preseason, and at this point, is it only Ottawa and Calgary that have had their starting quarterback every game? Yeah, and this is two years in a row for the All Blacks with uh, Henry Burris, who might actually be old enough to be my illegitimate father. He's the Iron Man. I, it, it's remarkable that, that, that all these years... He still hasn't really suffered a career-ending or a season-ending injury, especially in the year that seven and nine CFL starting quarterbacks go down. Because there was the big three, and I would say Ray, Burris, and Calvillo. Two of the three uh, have now suffering through some injuries. Calvillo did at the end of the career, and Ray has been struggling, uh, staying on the field lately too. But Burris threw it all, and he is a running quarterback. He doesn't just yep. stand in the pocket. And he, you'd think the running guys would get hurt a lot, but what he's doing with his career is, and I feel like Hank gets crapped on a lot for throwing picks and, you know, leaving Saskatchewan and leaving Calgary and losing the Grey Cup. But this guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and what he's doing this season is nothing short of remarkable. No, I would agree. Uh, he is definitely in the Hall of Fame. I think, again, the one knock on him, though, might be a number of championships. But there's yeah. there's no way he doesn't get in. I think everybody out here in Western Canada, where you know most of the CFL's attention is derived from, it's just cranky that he left Saskatchewan because he did so many good <laughs> things in Calgary and, and, and later in Hamilton and now Ottawa. Well, really, Saskatchewan uh, decided to go with Neilon Green over Henry Burris. <laughs> <laughs> Milan Green. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing these days. I don't know. Is he coaching with Cleo in Florida? <laughs> maybe we'll find out. <laughs> uh, moving on to the maybe the ugliest game of all time. The Eskies beat the Ticats 25-18. Now, tell me this. When is the last time a team won a game with less than 50 yards passing? Uh, the 2010 Lloydminster Flag Football League. I hurt my arm. 
I hurt my arm halfway through a game and could throw about nothing but an eight-yard pass at a time. Uh, and our buddy Brandon uh, ran pretty well the whole game. I think I might have had 40 yards passing and one touchdown in that game. Uh, so, yes, Lloydminster flag football is the only other place it's been done within the past decade. Yeah, and I uh, got a tweet from Josh Smith because I sent out the tweet. I was like, this has to be some kind of record. And he said it has to be... Uh, when Team Tebow was playing, but I think the lowest total he had in a win was 69 yards. So this is... <laughs> oh, Tim Tebow. <laughs> and all 69 of those probably came like right when they needed a 60-yard pass. One he... touchdown, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so 49 yards for Mike Riley, and they won the game. It's... It's all on the heels of uh, that defense. Riley even led their offense in rushing with 72 yards. I know, like just, just that was just an ugly, <laughs> ugly game. But yet, like, th- see, this is what happens when two of the best defenses in the CFL collide, and uh, this is the product of it. Uh, just uh, kind of an ugly mess. But hey, if you started anybody uh, defensively, uh, you're feeling pretty good. Uh, but yet, still, nobody had a double double. No, no. Last week, uh, I think one of the bombers, I think Khalil Bass had one, but no double doubles in this one. It's actually a, a rarity. And now it's not as hard as hitting the cycle in baseball, but like, what can you compare it to? It's I feel I like it's somewhere cycle, in between. No, it. I would. I would say a cycle in baseball is a pretty accurate, uh, a pretty accurate comparison because you only see a couple cycles a season, and and everybody plays 162 baseball games, and there's you know 30 teams. I would say it's about the equivalent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I just, I just like, I like the fact that that we named it. And if I ever hear, if our (laughs) friends, uh, either Jamie Thomas at Sportsnet or uh, Derek Taylor at TSN, ever use a double double on the air, uh, I will actually uh, purchase fireworks and shoot them off at my house. I'll be so excited. (laughs) I am coming over because I love fireworks. All right, I know. Let's just meet in Lloyd so nobody knows it was us. You drive from Red Deer. Uh, I'll, I'll drive from Saskatoon, meet in Lloydminster, set off some fireworks at, I don't know, uh, your mom, your brother's place, uh, <laughs> and then he can get the, get the heat, the noise complaint, you and I get to shoot off fireworks, our term gets used on national TV, <laughs> boom in the face, all is good. We can do it at J.C. Hill in Lloydminster. <laughs> <laughs> You know the games are just ugly this weekend for the amount of times we've gone completely off the rails. <laughs> but it, but it's really fun. Uh, did you see the play I, I <laughs> shortly after Caleros went down and Terrell Sinkfield lined up behind center? Uh, no, actually, I, I didn't. I was uh, I was at a football practice myself that afternoon. They, he lined up behind center and uh, handed the ball off to Brandon Banks, but uh, they they didn't get a touchdown there. But it's like uh, Matthews, get out of here! Singfield's quarterback. <laughs> you know what? Uh, they've probably got to go ahead and try some new things. If you look at the numbers, Matthews 157 <laughs> yards passing, three picks. Harris six for 12 for 59 yards. Uh, so. <laughs> If it wasn't for Riley, 7-22 for 49, he would win the Tim Tebow Award as guy who can't make a throw. Oh, man. Yeah, so when you look at it, it's this game was, yeah, all defense. Uh, Justin Hickman, quietly back into form. He is 
basically getting a sack a game uh, right now, and he has eight on the season. So, and those have all come, I think, in the last seven or eight games or something. So yep. he's uh, he's cranking it up on the defensive line. Yeah, he's been looking uh, really good. Also, a forced fumble in the game. Yeah, yeah. So that's almost a double double, but you can't really expect the big man to uh, <laughs> make an interception. If he does, it's usually one of those batted balls, yeah. and, and y- you know, and you know, the whole team's cheering for the long return. Yeah, <laughs> it's sucking oxygen on the sideline after it. Uh, oh, for sure. That that actually reminds me, as we like talking about things that big guys do, uh, <laughs> doing play-by-play of the Hilltops game. Uh, they absolutely handed the lunch to the Edmonton Huskies over the past weekend. Uh, the Hilltops have a play where one of their O-linemen takes the snap and actually runs. And uh, Really? Was, uh, yeah, and it <laughs> went for about a... Uh, it went for about a twenty-five yard gain. It was unreal. That's Nathan. Uh, Hi- Nathan Hyde was the kid's name. That's the middle linebacker getting out of his way. Like I don't want to tackle this guy. <laughs> uh, when you're down twenty-eight nothing after a quarter, uh, the Edmonton Huskies weren't getting in a lot of people's ways. <laughs> uh, let's go. Probably the game of the week: Red Blacks and Riders. Uh, Ottawa wins thirty to twenty-seven. First three-game win streak in franchise history and they are the only team not to make a change on their offensive line all year well that speaks to the numbers that they're putting up henry burris has remained healthy behind that offensive line that hasn't had to change at all because of injury or or poor performance and you can see it in his numbers again a good offensive line is the first thing that happens uh 35 of 45 477 two touchdowns i drafted in our personal league i drafted the ottawa quarterbacks thinking you know these guys are going to be good i'm getting rewarded for that uh johnson not a not a great game he was quiet but they didn't run the ball a whole heck of a lot 10 carries uh 29 yards but again those ottawa receivers chris williams eight grabs 137 and a touchdown ernest jackson six grabs 101 uh mo price uh having a bit of a revival game seven for 91 greg ellingson four for 45 uh, and a touchdown the only disappointing performance is if you had uh, Brad Sinopoli. He was only two uh, grabs for 27 yards. And Burris was putting them right in there. Some of those throws were like, wow. Oh, when you've got time and uh, you've got time, you've got a veteran like Burris, he's going to make those, uh, he's going to just make you look silly. And I thought the Riders D did a really good job of eliminating the run, but their secondary has been their Achilles heel all year. Uh, and that was proven again. A re-debut for Kevin Glenn, not a bad game. 16-29, 227, two touchdowns. Uh, Jerome Messam continues to not get the ball in Saskatchewan. Uh, <laughs> 10 carries, 53 yards. Uh, Naman Roosevelt, three Great grabs game. for... 95, the big one of uh, 71, uh, Rob Bag, a decent game. Again, in our personal league, I've got Rob Bag. Good times for me. Uh, four grabs, 79, uh, and a touchdown. Yeah, and Terrell Mays went down for Saskatchewan. Uh, he wasn't even in this game. So that just <laughs> that secondary is even more trouble without him. Yeah, I, I, it's... <laughs> That secondary has not been good all year, and they're finally starting to figure things out. And it's just like, I I love what the players are saying, you know, that, oh, yeah, we still believe we can still make the playoffs. But, guys, (laughs) like... You need you need a six and zero when you're up into the meaty part of your schedule. You're up against the the Calgarys and Edmontons of the world here right away. Like if you can't if you can't beat the Bombers, who the hell the heck are you going to beat Calgary? Yeah, and the uh, 
the Wreckers, the Alouettes, are coming into Saskatchewan this weekend, and that defense, uh, they will be headhunting, and they are uh, playing for a West playoff spot. So. Yeah, yeah, and they, they are. Oh, and by the way, too, just uh, for some personal kudos, uh, did you see in our personal league uh, how many points uh, Team Don't Maze Me Bro Dude, put up this week? 250 points? That was incredible. Uh, what can I say after starting uh, after starting zero and three? My team is now seven and three, so I'm doing a reverse riders. I was <laughs> when I was looking at the scores because I, I, th- I put up something like 176, and I'm like, yep. hey, that that's pretty good. And then I go down. Oh my god, <laughs> two fifty wasn't wasn't too bad for this guy last week. Yeah, that that, that was something. But this game, uh, it was. I, you know the game of the week it was the funnest to watch it, and it was another one of those games and, it, and there's some stat like the riders are 0 and 7 in games decided by 4 points or less yeah it, it's <laughs> yeah what can, what can you do i mean it, sometimes that's an indication of a team that could potentially be good uh you look at remember winnipeg in tw- in 2010 was a terrible team but lost a lot of close games next year they were in making a great cup appearance so uh, you know, I, I maybe there is some hope for next year, Ryder fans. Uh, Durant's going to be back, uh, but still, just yeah, just the ugly season continues in Saskatchewan. Last week on the show, Brazilian Tyrell said Taj Boyd should be number one on the Bombers depth chart. <laughs> maybe he was right. <laughs> He might be on to something, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Alouettes win 35-14, but how about that line from Brian Brom? Uh, Brian... <laughs> you know what? Okay, 100%. I'm, I'm gonna... <laughs> one for one for 15 yards. What can I say, Travis? Um, I used to, whenever I had to work on the weekend, I, I would get rattled when the Bombers were playing. <laughs> The Bombers game directly conflicted with the Hilltops game, and I'm like, I don't even care anymore. You're I like, just, yes! I, I know, I don't even care. Uh, Matt Nichols airs it out 48 times and makes 189 yards. That's wow. not good! <laughs> no. Marshall, 11 carries, 68. Uh, Vel the leading receiver, 6 for 57. Just, <laughs> just gross. Just, uh, blah. Uh, the... <laughs> The Clarence Denmark situation, man, that's almost depressing. Like he is he a very lost good... six yards. Lost yeah. six yards this week. He had, you know, the uh thousand yards last season. I was hoping I and I'm sure he'd be expanding on it if they had Drew Willie at quarterback, but <laughs> one reception for minus six yards. Why isn't that guy seeing the ball? Because he has nobody to get him the ball. And <laughs> Obviously, the Winnipeg receivers have proven whenever Nick Moore goes out and Darvin Adams has been banged up, there's just nobody there that can make a catch that can be a game-breaker. No. (laughs) It's it's hard to watch in uh, Winnipeg. You are are telling me. There is, yes. (laughs) You're preaching the choir here, man. Yeah, I actually got a a call from my uh, Neely that lives in Winnipeg and I think he's more excited that the uh, location for the Spirit of Edmonton Grey Cup Social was announced than uh, the actual bombers themselves. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't. Uh, I, I can't blame him. That's. Uh, he, hey, you, I gotta say that uh, the Spirit of Edmonton consistently one of the one of the best parties at Grey Cup. 
Uh, nice to see the location's been determined. Uh, I just hope that, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> again, I won't be there, but uh, uh, just it's just bad. <laughs> I, I can't say any more things without crying. Is, is it fair to call Sam Jaguar Rod Black the, the official receiver of Rod Black? Now that uh, Ben Cahoon is uh, retired? <laughs> four, four catches for 66 yards and a touchdown, and that was the offensive performance of the game. That, how, these were four really, minus the Ottawa-Saskatchewan yeah. one? <laughs> Like, there's just nothing going on. And how the hell did I put up 250 points in fantasy? I don't... Like, and that is the perfect score. You just had the the guys that went off this week, so that's great. <laughs> However, with Hamilton on a bye, my Hamilton-heavy defense uh, this week is not looking too good, but oh, no. uh, I digress. <laughs> we won't talk about my team any longer. Uh, <laughs> what else is there to say about this game? Like, Crompton comes back... Is he the guy now uh, again? I would say so. He's uh, he's proved he's probably the the most competent. I think Raheem Cato is going to be really good, but like with all quarterbacks, and and I didn't get a chance to talk about it too with Brett Smith being sat down. Every quarterback needs just some time to learn on the bench to say, okay, this is what the veteran does. This is what you should be doing. And a lot of these guys, Brett Smith, Rakeem Cato, got rocketed up the depth chart. They had, they weren't even backups on their team. They were guys that all of a sudden were, okay, here we go. You're the guy now. Didn't have that time to watch, learn, and observe. Uh, so I think, realistically, Crompton will be the guy moving forward. Uh, unless uh, unless he has a real awful game, then maybe Cato, after sitting for a game or two, uh, comes out a little strong. We're hoping uh, for the crossover in the Two and Out CFL Podcast Fantasy League. I don't know yeah. if <laughs> we can make it happen, but there's some trash talk on our Twitter account uh, Tuesday, and we can't really say anything back. Like, uh, uh, nope. Blair nope, Blair really... <laughs> asked, when do the playoffs start? And I'm not sure that you really care, because you're not going to make it. And then... <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just send me your mailing address for your uh, Tim's uh, donuts. That's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna. The comedy goalie censored that one. We had to censor it. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> And then Adriano comes back. 100% they ain't making it. I'm not giving up that spot now that I'm getting healthy. So his team, the BMO Boltman, are going to crush us. And then Dylan comes Easily. in. It's cute how you guys think you have a chance once playoffs start. And that's towards oh, Adriano oh, and Blair. I like it. Yeah, so uh, there's going to be a full-on Royal Rumble. Uh, and you know what? I love, hey, the best part about fantasy football is the trash talks. Yes, absolutely. So I guess before we get to the picks, it's the very first getting waxed with Brazilian Ty. Hey, it's Brazilian Ty here with the wax of the week for week 14 of the CFL. The first first one we're going to do, a uh, great uh, Facebook suggestion. Many of you probably think I'm going to pick the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Matt Nichols. I crapped on him all last week, but actually I'm going to go to his former team in Edmonton. I'm going to pick on Mike Ryder this week. He only threw for two first downs, seven for 22 passing, averaging 2.2 yards per pass, and only threw for 49 yards. Granted, it's in Hamilton against a stellar defense, but if you're going to be an elite quarterback in the CFL, 49 yards isn't going to cut it. I know they got the win, 
it wasn't on the back of Mike Riley like it should be in the CFL as a quarterback league. That was a, an absolute waxing of his man card, in my opinion. Mike Riley waxed the league. Now, an honorable mention is going to go to the U of A Golden Bears, who got stomped by the Dinos 80-18 to last week for their first loss of the year on the road in Calgary. Just an absolute drubbing. And for this week, upcoming here, week 15, Wax the Week prediction, I think it's pretty easy to pick Saskatchewan at home against Montreal. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say BC goes into Edmonton and gets stomped with no legit starting quarterback right now in BC. Edmonton has now won in Tim Morton Field, avenging a loss earlier in the year. They're going to be hungry to show that it wasn't a fluke. They're going to come out and they're going to absolutely stomp the Lions this week. Probably by two scores, maybe 17 points. That's my pick for this week's Splash of the Week. Back to Travis and uh, John. It's everyone's favorite game show. Are you smarter than two overweight Canadian podcasters? Pick the weekly winners in the CFL on Facebook or Twitter at 2 and Out CFL. All right, so uh, speaking of Brazilian tie, 24th in the nation, 6,020 points on CFL Pick'em. And actually, the top few guys in our group are really kind of carrying our group. Now uh, the group has over uh, 53% or 53% or 50%, sorry, uh, getting the games right. I think it was down at like 40 at one point. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm glad that uh, guys like Ty and the rest of the top contenders in our pick'em pool uh, have gone ahead and uh, made up for how awful you and me are. Yeah, this... This is. I feel like I'm getting better now. I, I did pick Winnipeg to beat Montreal, though. Now, in hindsight, I feel like a bonehead. But uh, you probably you probably should because had you uh, texted or called me, I would have said they're awful. Don't do it. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it, but but uh, alas, I did. The Bombers home to the Calgary Stampeders this week, and I figured out a song we could play for the Stamps. Uh, oh, what is it? Ooh, sweet city woman. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I don't even like that song that much, but uh, you, you've apparently kiboshed horse, horse with no name. Uh, so let's uh, play whatever the hell you want out of Calgary. Sweet city woman it is. Uh, yeah, Calgary's winning this one. I'd be, I'd be shocked if they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> if they lose in Winnipeg, well, I w- I will be all sorts of excited, but I think every <laughs> Calgary fan was in rights to just throw up in their mouth just a little bit if that happens. And it's weird to say, but the Stamps have, you know, they've won. Obviously, they they, they keep winning, but they haven't looked dominant like they did last year. So no, there, I guess there is a chance Winnipeg would win, but I'm not picking them. I'm picking Calgary, and then well, uh, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Winnipeg can't stop the run. So yeah. there's that, and Calgary has John Cornish. So there's that. I mean, if Ian Wild can come in, that's probably going to help. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I, I mean, I just I think Winnipeg keeps this one close. They always seem to play the Stamps really well, yeah, even dating do. back to to like when Ryan Dinwiddie was the starting quarterback. Uh, but uh, <laughs> 
I see the stamps coming out on top, but I, 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 I think this game will actually be closer than last week's uh, 34-14 to 14 gong show that the Bombers put up. Edmonton, BC, Saturday afternoon. I'll be at that game. Uh, you got to go Edmonton again. Uh, we do. Have we figured out a song for Edmonton yet other than their stupid uh, fight song? Oh. <laughs> I think uh, the Eskimo Empire guys are going to subtract some... Uh, Empire points from us, so don't talk bad about the fight no, song, no, 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 man. No, 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 just specifically me. I'm already in the negatives. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, ol- the only band that comes to mind first out of Edmonton is Tupelo Honey. Uh, can you rock some, uh, wow. some of that? Or we could play clips from Naked Gun because Leslie Nielsen grew up there. Done! Done! <laughs> done! Do it! Do it now! I don't even care. It's not music. I just want to hear Leslie Nielsen. Some good lines from Leslie Nielsen. Make this happen. Uh, and the winner is? Uh, Raquel, so many go to bed hungry in this nation. Yet cat food is full of tuna. I can't help but think each time I go to the zoo and see those porpoises crammed into those tiny tanks. What a waste that is. Butcher half of them now. That's hundreds of pounds of dolphin meat that can be fed to our cats. Freeing up that tuna. For our nation's hungry. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. I, I love me some uh, Leslie Nielsen. Those are just classic movies. Uh, uh, over under passing yards for the Edmonton Eskimos, 49 and a half. I am taking the under. <laughs> I'll take I'll take the over. I think at some point, you know, you, you, I, I think Mike Riley might just break fifty, maybe like fifty four this year, this game, but not much more than that. Like it's hard to get less than a hundred and fifty in the Canadian Football League. It, never mind. Like you think at some point you'd just like try a shovel pass and somebody would bust it for like forty yards. <laughs> exactly. Like. Uh, that that's tough. Like even s- Brian, even Brian Brom's thrown for more yards. <laughs> Brian Brom almost threw for more yards after one pass this week. <laughs> Maybe that's what the Eskimos need to do: trade for Brom. <laughs> oh, don't say that. That's gross. <laughs> he is the worst. <laughs> Later that night, uh, we got a doubleheader on Saturday. It's Red Blacks and Argos. I'm going uh, Red Blacks at home. And I guess, shout out to Ottawa J. Janine, who is in Saskatchewan for the Red Blacks Riders game. She actually met uh, Macho Man Rider Savage. Was it her that let us know that uh, Alanis Morissette is from Ottawa? She certainly she certainly did, and she actually reached out to me as well, offered the invite. Uh, of course, I was busy with amateur football uh, this weekend. Thank you so much again for the invite. We got to do it one time. You let me know. I'll come down for uh, to Regina if you're uh, you're there. But fortunately, I was occupied. Uh, See, the only reason, like, I want to I want to pick the Red Blacks and rock some Alanis, but I also want to give a plug. For my buddy's band, they're originally from Thunder Bay. They're living in Toronto now called the Poor Young Things. Uh, I, I almost want to pick uh, Toronto just to make you play uh, their their jam, Blame It on the Good Times. So do we do a mashup, or how do we do this? <laughs> uh, you start with the Atlantis because you picked it, and uh, then it, sometimes you cut to the Poor Young Things. And you know what? Uh, I'm picking the Argos. I don't think I've done that this year, and I suck at pick them. So, hey, this is kind. this is technically a home game for them. Oh, 
<laughs> no, that oh, is. Oh, no, this, uh, this is not the one that's technically the home game. That's the next one. Uh, you know what? Heck, let's let's pick the Argos. Let's listen to some poor young things for a minute. Why don't we stay here with the rounders and listen to the lo-fi? And I'm going with the Red Blacks. Now, I, I did want to mention that October 6th game. It was announced it was moved. And yep. kind of following along on Twitter, the Argo fans are... They keep asking, "What's going on here? Like, why? Wh- we don't have any information. Is this still happening? Now, is that game only in danger if the Jays host the wild card? Well, that's what it sounds like. But you'd think logistically, you would have to like. Let's face it, the way that baseball works, we might not know if the Jays are hosting that wild card game until, you know, the day before the game. The baseball season ends, and then they go right into the wild card game. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if maybe maybe if the Jays can clinch the division early um, and continue to beat the New York Yankees, maybe just then they would actually move that game back. But it's so hard to say. Yeah, maybe that's what's happening here, and they're kind of waiting <laughs> Because it 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 looked like it was official at one point. It was it, I got the release from the CFL. It was as official as you get. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if it's going to be back in Rogers Center or not. Uh, the last game on Sunday, Alouettes in Saskatchewan to take on the Riders. This one for me is kind of tough. Well, I I'm just I'm I'm just boiling it down to who who well. Technically, Saskatchewan's still alive if they win six in a row, uh, I guess, kind of in a way. I'm going to pick the Alouettes on this one. I, I, I think they're not they're not a great team, but they understand how badly they do need a victory. Uh, Saskatchewan is 1-11. A big success for Brazilian Ty has been picking against the uh, Riders every single week. Uh, so I'm going to do that. I am going to pick the Montreal Alouettes. My thing here is that I, uh, I don't think I've gotten a Montreal game right this entire year. So <laughs> yeah. If I if I pick them, they lose. If I pick against them, they win. That means though one that means though one of us is going to be right and that doesn't happen very often. So you want me to go riders. Man. Uh, well, only uh, only then you can play some uh, some sheepdogs cuz they're a good uh, good Sasky band. All right. Are the respectables from Montreal? Uh, I believe so. Let's uh, another another music matchup. Let's do it. I believe actually it's pronounced respect the battles. I'm sorry All if I've right. offended anybody that's French. This is their song called Sugar. It is awesome. But I realize I need a brand new lick, so I'm giving it up, giving it up for my sugar. Let's 
Let's go sheep dogs. I'm picking the sheep. I'm picking the I picking like the it. <laughs> well, this is a, this is great. I, I'm loving the music. Yeah, I think this is. You know, we're so bad at picks, and everybody probably <laughs>, laughs at us. Let's at least introduce them to some really good tunes uh, while we, you know, butcher our <laughs> weekly CFL picks. I think this was the episode that went the furthest off the rails today. Well, that's what happens when all four games last week were a poo-poo bladder. <laughs> Hopefully, we get some more. Uh, good ones this week uh looking for i think argos red blacks probably the game of the week saturday night that uh ottawa crowd is going to be rocking big shout out to those fans in ottawa and hamilton who are basically you know i think the stories of the league like they're selling out that stadium every single week and uh, they are loud and they are fun to watch they are getting rewarded for sticking with a team that was uh, that had a win and a half last year. <laughs> oh, I love it. I guess that does it. Episode 18 already to an out CFL podcast. Uh, I think my voice is kind of sounds better than at the beginning of the show. I don't know how that works. Uh, you still sound like crap and I hate you. Okay. <laughs> so we go back to the beginning of the show where we hate each other. It's a fitting I hate ending. I too. follow on twitter like on facebook and rate subscribe review on itunes to an out cfl podcast we'll talk to you next week